This is the Casting Lots podcast, and you're listening to Unschooling Scholars. scholars and today is Wednesday March 22nd 2023 um, and we've got a special guest with us tonight we've got um, some of you know her if you listen to Bards uh, DJ Shaw 27 and let's see Deb if you want to unmute it's not letting me unmute you hello you hi how hi are you? I'm good how are you Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I'm so excited to have you on. Oh, thank you for asking me. Yeah, I was really excited when, um, you know, we, we had a long conversation when I was sitting in the Aldi parking lot and, you know, we just talked for a long time and it was just really good to, you know, it's like you talk to people in the chat and to actually get to, you know, have a one-on-one -on -one chat with somebody. It's just, it's great. You know, it's like you, you kind of get to know people outside of just, you know, Podbean or, or, you know, Telegram or whatever. So um, I'm really excited to have you on and you've got a really great story to share. And so I'm excited to, to have you here with us to share your story. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so um, blessed to be here. Well, before we get started, I'm just going to go ahead and open this in a quick prayer. So if you all just bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for once again allowing us to to gather here tonight, Lord, um, to share stories and to just, you know, praise you and, and be here with you, Lord. Um, we ask that you just be with us here tonight and guide us, Lord, whatever message you need us to share, um, just put it on our hearts that we will share whatever uh, message it is that we need to get out. And for those who need to hear the message, Lord, I pray that um, they do so with open ears uh, and, and an open heart, Lord. Uh, we live in such a crazy time right now, and our children are so vulnerable. So um, I just pray that you protect the children, Lord, and and just be with all of the children and, and have them just um, have an open heart and open eyes too, Lord, and to use discernment so that they can fight against this evil that we're up against, Lord. Um, we just ask that you protect us and guide us and in your son jesus name we pray amen amen all right so um before we get started you just kind of want to tell us a little bit about your uh experience with with homeschooling and and um 
you as a mom, you said you've got two girls, right? Three. Mm -hmm. Oh, three girls. Okay. Three girls. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go ahead then and just tell us a little bit about your yourself and your family? Yeah, sure. But first, I want to say um, thank you so much for reaching out to homeschoolers and, and putting this uh, podcast out there because I think a lot of people um, are fearful of taking that first step and diving in to homeschooling. But, you know, it would be it's the best thing you could ever do um, for your kids and for your family. It's just such a blessing to be able to homeschool and anybody can do it. Anybody. So I just want to say thank you for for um, taking this on and getting the word out there and encouraging people to homeschool. If I would have had, yeah, if I would have had this when I started homeschooling, I think I would have been a little more confident to start out right away. Um, but before I even had children, I prayed, you know, Lord, if I ever have children, please let me build homeschool my kids because it was, it's just always been um, on my heart. And even though my kids are, are, well, my youngest is still in school, but um, even though my two oldest and, and they're pretty much out of the house and everything, but um, uh, it, it was just always on my heart that I could homeschool. And it was, it's just the biggest blessing um, that I could ever ask for. Um, I was really afraid to start uh, homeschooling because I didn't know the first thing about it. I just kind of um, winged it. So from a from an early age, I always took my kids to the library, and um, and I thought, you know, what a better thing to start them off on, but you know, by reading and, and all of that. So um, that's kind of how I started homeschooling. I just went and collected a bunch of books and um, started teaching my kids just the very basics. Um, my two oldest were in school. My young, uh, the, my middle girl was in school till kindergarten. And my oldest was in school till third grade, and I took homeschooling on from there and homeschooled those two girls through high school. And um, and then my youngest in eighth grade, our circumstances with our family had changed, and she decided she wanted to go to school. So now she's in public school. She's a junior, and um, she gave me the nicest compliment that anybody could have ever given me um, a few weeks ago. She told me, Mom... I am so glad that we homeschooled as long as we did because I wouldn't be the person I am today and I, I wouldn't be as secure if I didn't if I didn't um, homeschool as long as I did. So she's kind of a she's a beacon of light <laughs> at her school. I'm not just saying that because she's my girl. I'm saying it because it's true. She's just she's just she shines, you know, and and she's there for her friends. She's got God and um and she shows that you know so yeah. and we yeah, need a lot it's... more of that especially in these public schools you know these kids are so influenced by even like the curriculum um that they're being taught you know and they need somebody like your daughter as much as i encourage homeschooling it's good to, you're able to send your daughter who was you know homeschooled and, and knew those things so that she could teach those around her i think that's so important yeah yeah, I think one of the best things about homeschooling is that um, it it brings your whole family so much closer. I mean, my girls are are they're not only sisters, but they're best friends, you know. And they got to imagine, you know, send them outside, um, 
recess was always a long time. And if they came in the house clean, I was disappointed. I'm like, you guys, you know, you got to go out and get dirty. What would you do? You know, my, my theme, my theory was, okay, this is what I always told them since they were teeny tiny. I'm like, I didn't care what they were wearing. I didn't care, you know, whatever. The dirtier you get, the bigger you grow. And so they took that seriously. And I tell you what, it shocked some people when they come knocking on the door. Hey, mom, are we good enough? <laughs> That's good, though. That's what we need to do. We used to always say, you know, when I was younger, God made dirt and it doesn't hurt, you know. And that's that's right. how you build up your immune systems. And I think a lot of people, especially during COVID, they're like, oh, no, don't go outside. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I'm like, kids, go play barefoot. Go play in the dirt. Make mud pies. You know, that's important. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. But, um, yeah, homeschooling, it's the biggest blessing to in, in my life. And God answered, definitely. He answered a prayer before I even had children. So I just encourage people to to take it on because, yeah, I, schools are scary, you know, and um, it, sometimes we, you know, we teach our kids stranger danger, but then we send them to school and we don't know any of those people, you know, don't know, yeah, don't know their hearts, their morals. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying all people are bad, of course, but, you know, that nowadays I would be having a young child in school, I would be terrified. I would, I would not, I would not send a toddler, a sixth grader, fifth grader, you know, I just, I just wouldn't, they got to be planted in the word and, you know, have that, have that foundation before they can even venture out, you know, so. I agree hundred percent, you know, we talk about having that solid foundation and I'm so, me personally, I'm, I'm thankful that you know, I, I was raised in a Christian home with, you know, loving parents and, um, you know, I'm trying to do the same thing for my kids. You know, someday, you know, my oldest just turned 18. He may want to go back to school. He may want to go to high school, you know, and even college. I know um, myself, I was just, you know, I just got my associate degree and some of this stuff and their, their books that they have, their curriculum, it's just like, I know better. But when you have these fresh young minds out there that don't know better, they don't have that foundation. They just fall into it. They just think that that's the norm, you know, and it's sad. It's very, very sad what they're doing to these kids. Yeah, it should actually be against the law, no, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just so wrong. And um, I, I, <clears throat> I approach people, you know, with the attitude of, OK, this is the job that you took on. And, I, you know, there's just so, so many disruptions in school and kids' attitudes are not what they should be, you know, but there's a lot of times there's no parents home, so they're not taught manners and all of that. So as a teacher to take that on as a, you know, even say a Christian teacher or even not, but somebody that actually, you know, has good morals, their hands are tied basically to even try to reach out and, and teach anything like that because uh, any kind of manners or morals or whatever because you never know who's going to be offended or what parents gonna you know everybody just it's it's run by fear basically you teach what you should be teaching I did a you know um, my college they asked me to come back and just kind of give like a, a little speech about you know what I had done um you know to get through the past four years and truly I, I said you know god by the grace of god and a part of me was like oh no what if somebody's offended but the other part of me was like you know what we need more people to stand up 
And there was another lady, she gave a speech and she talked about God and her faith. And, you know, there was like two, one, uh, they're both doctors. Um, and she said that her mom was, you know, an older mom that went back to college and, and got her degree and, you know, God helped her through it. And I'm seeing more and more of that. I see a lot more of us standing up for that, you know, and I think like your daughter, having that foundation and going to a public school and, and talking to other children, she can be that beacon of light. Like you said, she can share her faith and maybe even bring more people to God by doing so. And I think that's our biggest thing. It's just, we're so worried, you know, because we've been bullied, you know, we, we can't talk about God. It might offend somebody. Well, a lot of things that they talk about offend me, but they're still able to do it. So I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of people standing up for their faith and, oh, well, if somebody has a problem with it, this is my right. This is my first amendment, right? And I'm going to use it, you know, have yeah. this voice mm -hmm. and use it in your daughter. Like, that's beautiful. When you told me that story, I was like, oh my gosh, like that is what we need. And I think we can see, um, you can call it a revelation. You can call it a, a a revolution you can call it whatever you want but i am starting to see more and more people even young people um talking about god and their faith there was a girl yesterday like i was saying i went to that uh, that meeting they invited me to and there was a young girl she was 24 and she was just struggling having a hard time and she mentioned god to me and my ears just kind of lit up i was like oh you know like i i can talk to her and so i gave her my phone number actually and i told her if you ever need help you can come talk to me, you know, and I'll help you through it. And um, everything, it just seems to be focused around God. More and more people are turning back to him and it's beautiful. Yeah, I agree. That's what we need. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, another thing I want to say about, you know, my early experience of homeschooling is um, with my kids, uh, they were, my oldest is 23 middle girl is 21 and my youngest is 17 and um when they were when they were younger you know i i wanted to focus on um on them specifically and and their learning the way that they each learned you know because i i had the the people told me like well you can just get one curriculum and then just you know pass it on down the line but it doesn't necessarily always work that way because people learn differently some people learn by listening some people learn by hands-on you know uh, visual learners so one curriculum might not work for the other child so you know you just have to find something different but other other times it, it does work because we would do stuff together um like say we would do science together even though they're all different ages um we would uh sit around the kitchen table and put on our white coats and our our science glasses and our, our get our little pointer sticks out and you know do experiments and you know just we we made it fun you know it made it like almost like a playtime you know but we were learning and it was just it's just amazing to see them you know they they don't get it and then all of a sudden boom the light bulb comes on and it's like yes I got it you know yeah. and it makes them feel it makes them feel so so confident. And it just builds their self-esteem and their um, confidence in themselves to know that they can do something, you know. And I don't know. It was just neat to watch 
how each one blossomed differently. And some days I would just walk through the house and I would be like, thank you, Jesus. You know, cause I just, I felt so blessed. One, my oldest is over here and she's either sewing something because I taught them how to do sewing and, and cook all of that, you know, from the time they could walk practically, you know, just always teaching them something. So my uh, my fourth grader is is sewing Barbie doll clothes for her sister's Barbies and, you know, her Barbies are making dress up dresses. And I mean, some of the stuff she made just kind of blew my mind because I was like, how did you know how to do that? You know, she just it was just really fabulous. But and then she would either she would maybe draw or whatever. And um, her so I noticed that she is artsy like that. She can she can look at a pattern, a, a knitting pattern and count the stitches or just look at it and knit socks or a sweater or a hat. And to this day, she still does it. So it, it, I, you can focus on their own talents and their gifts that God gave them. And you miss that when they're in school. I think that if they were in school and out of, out of our, um, our, our influence, maybe those gifts and talents wouldn't have been in the forefront. And to me, that's really, really important that we find their niche and we encourage that, nurture that, you know? So, and then my, my other middle daughter, she was, she picked up my guitar when, you know, I think she was like six or seven years old and it was just, she looked like a little, you know, dwarf behind my huge guitar. And I'm like, Hmm. So for Christmas, I got her a guitar and I showed her three chords, G, C, and D. And we would play, um, we'd play in church together. We would do, you know, um, some church songs or whatever for special music. And um, uh, we played a, some funerals and stuff. We were asked to do that. And she has just blossomed from there. And she's going to be, I'm looking into um, getting an independent record label so that we can start her on the road to um a music career because she is phenomenal well, and i don't yeah i don't think she would have found that had she been in school you know so these things can we can just teach and my my youngest is, is like an entrepreneur in business and she wants to go into the trades and we taught the kids how to drywall houses and it put roofs on and you know frame in the a house we built chicken coops and you know we just hands-on it life skills and that's one of the major blessings that you get from from homeschooling so there's just no wrong avenue it's all wonderful (laughs) i I totally agree with that and that you know was one of the big things for me is that you do you get to see what your kids enjoy and what they don't and you can spend you know helping that time helping them shape what they want to be like my oldest he loves animals he's loved animals since he was like one um we bought him this little fisher Price zoo and it had like i don't know 40 different kind of animals for this little zoo and so we bought them all for him and he just loved them and he carried them around with him everywhere and now he just turned 13 and he loves birds he'll sit outside and he'll just watch the birds and he's got his binoculars and he's got like all these bird books and he can tell you all these different facts about birds and you know why this one likes that one and what kind of food to feed him and he just he loves it and you know I just I always encourage him you know we'll buy him bird food and he built a birdhouse with my dad when my dad came in last year and you know that he learned how to do that and it's like even though he may not 
truly love like building he loved the fact that he could build this birdhouse for the birds that he does love and uh you know just teaching him things like that like you said all these hands-on things you don't get that in public school anymore everything is more like stem related which i'm not discouraging but that may not be you know a child's thing and they're going to spend a lot of time on that and i know the arts too you know, when um, my kids were in public school, I think they did art like once a week and sometimes they skipped that, you know, and it's like, that's just as important as, as maybe math would be, you know, because like you said, your daughter, she's so musically inclined, you would not have been able to know that had you not spent that time encouraging her at home. And so, um, yeah, you, you definitely get to shine a light on, on their, their talents. And um, I just, it's amazing to watch your kids grow and flourish and and teach them life skills like you said that's so important i know even something as simple as washing your clothes you know that that's just something people need to learn to do and you don't get that in school yeah absolutely i mean they used to have home ec but the only thing i learned in home ec was how to sew pants that were way too big for me and make cinnamon rolls to make pancakes i'll never forget that i remember i could hear her miss Bo was her name she's like now you have to wait for the bubbles like okay i love them and yes i need to know how to make pancakes because my kids love them but um you know yeah that we spent not very long learning how to do those kinds of things and actually we had to do a lot of the cooking at home it's like you're just learning little things here and there and do everything on your own at home so you might as well be homeschooling at that point you know yeah Yep, exactly. Yeah, there's just no, there's, I can't think of um, a, a negative thing about homeschooling. And, and I know people bring up a lot of things like um, socialization and, and that kind of stuff. That was probably the most frustrating question for me because, um, you know, at first I was, um, I was kind of taken back because I'm like, what do you mean, you know, socialization? I don't think there's anything wrong with with what we do with our life, you know, and um, it's like people look at you like you throw your kids in a closet and you don't let them out. And so and so that became, that became my answer. Sometimes they're like, well, what do you do about socialization? And I said, oh, I don't know if, if you can see they, the girls do not know how to socialize. I put them in the closet with a flashlight and give them a book and say, don't come out until you're done. You know, it's like, what am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> Well, like with us, we're doing like co-op, um, like today, um, usually on Wednesdays, we either have skating or we'll do bowling. And it's all, they set it aside for the homeschoolers, like from two to four. And then um, tomorrow we're doing a geography class where we go to the library, we'll meet up with other kids. And my kids have been homeschooled now for the past three years. And so they had to research last week, um, Ireland, they did Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. And we're Irish too. So I was like, that's part of your heritage. So they were able to, you know, sit there and the three of them work together. And then they presented their, their facts that they learned. And I was like, well, I don't know how my kids are going to do presenting in front of other people. And they did so great. You know, it's like, even though they had never done that, maybe Caden, my oldest would have done that in school, but the other two didn't. And my littlest went Bryson. He was like, mom, I'm a little nervous. I'm like, you're going to be just fine. You know, your facts, you'll just get up there and tell everybody you're teaching them, you know? And so he got up there with no problem and they all did so good. And, you know, that's part of the socialization there. And they were not afraid. And I guess maybe because they've got each other and they talk to each other all the time, 
like maybe if I just had one, it might be a little bit different, but because they have each other, I think that helps them too, as far as the socialization goes. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah absolutely. Just shove them in the closet all day. Yeah. You know, like, really, is that what people think? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I are like, you know, they, they just, I, I I don't know. They just can't wrap their head around it, but it's um, it's just a it's just a great thing to to be able to show them, like you said, you know, you can teach other people this, you know, by and get them out there in front of other people and go to um, you know, like you said, go to roller skating things. There's a, a co-ops that you can go to, homeschooling co-ops where you can go and do other classes. I don't know if you're involved in any of those, but you might have a, a science class or a, a, a piano teacher or, or a, you know, a Spanish teacher or whatever. Um, and a parent, each parent will take on doing a class. I, we were never involved in that, but we had homeschooling groups that we would go over to their house or whatever and, you know, just get together and socialize and all that. But, you know, we got out to church um, and the kids can talk to everybody from two to 80, you know, so it's not like they're just always in their own age group. So um, we got our girls into archery and um, all three of them are, they're bad when it comes to, to archery, <laughs> not bad, bad as in good, bad, you know, they're like, they're like, right on uh right target they are um really good shooters and they were instructors up here at our um conservation center so i think that's a it's just a great thing to get kids out they were they had a homeschool group but they weren't in the homeschool group they were in the you know the um other public school groups or whatever you would want to call it um and so that's the that's the kids they were around so it's not like they were you know they weren't around other children who were not you know, just, they weren't just around homeschooled kids. They were, they're out there, you know, right. oh, yeah. and, and it's, it's just great. And so I think that's one of the down downsides that people think to homeschooling, but um, it's really, it's not really that something that people should really worry about so much because they're out there. They're just not out there the way everybody else is, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like you said, with church, we do Awana on Sundays and, um, you know, they do uh, Bible school on Sunday mornings. And, you know, even when we go to the store or, you know, we visit family or, you know, whatever, um, they do. They talk to people when we go out. You know, a lot of times somebody will say hi and they'll say hi back or, you know, whatever. And I, I think that before I started homeschooling, you know, that was my biggest thing. Well, if I homeschool my kids, how are they going to get to play with other kids or you know, things like that. And I did, honestly, I worried about that. Um, but three years into this, and it's like, I think my kids are more sociable now than they were when they were in school, truly. You know, we, we talk all day long, and we, we read a lot. And I think that helps, you know, the vocabulary, it helps boost their, their confidence, because, you know, they, um, they just, I think they feel I, I don't know. I don't know how they feel, but they just, they seem so much more confident with themselves since we started homeschooling. And I've noticed how mature they've gotten. And I'm sure that comes with age, but, um, you know, they just, we were in the kitchen earlier and they made their own pancakes. They made eggs, you know, they're, they're learning to do for themselves. And I think they're feeling that maturity 
Um, and it really does. It helps with the social skills. It all kind of coincides with one another. And just to watch my kids grow, like a part of me is like so happy, but another part of me is sad too, because they're not my little babies anymore. But it's been amazing just to watch the transformation in just three years. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the saddest thing about being a mama is they grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell them like, stop yeah. growing already. Cause my oldest, he just turned 13 and he's as tall as I am now. And his voice is changing. I'm like, can you just stop doing that already? I'm so grateful that I get to spend this time with them. You know, I, I, I'm watching them grow and I, I'm spending all this time with them and loving them. And they are just really, really loving kids. And, I saw a video yesterday and it made me sick and it was just, it, um, it was from Florida and they talked about the different kind of books that they're having to ban from the schools. Um, and they're very like pornographic, they're children's novels and things like that. And I'm like, thank God my children are not exposed to that stuff because it really made me sick to my stomach and uncomfortable to see. And it's like, what are they doing to these poor children? You know, sexualizing them at such a young age, and my kids are still kids. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I. I just can't believe what's going on in this in the world today with with all of that, and it just it just makes me makes me sick to my stomach to even think. You know, they're not that my my children aren't exposed to that, but. Um, anyone's child that's exposed to that is just, my heart hurts for them. You know, it just, it hurts for them. All I do, I can, the only thing I can do right now is pray, you know, and, and I keep a really close eye on, on what's going on in, in the high school just to, um, you know, I ask, I ask my daughter every time she comes home from school, I'm like, Hey, how's, how's it going? And anything weird happened today? And, you know, they're, they're not pushing a whole lot at our at our in our district, but I know other districts in in the surrounding areas. It's uh, it's pretty tough. So I'm thankful that we're in a small community, um, and that she's got. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that's another thing too. The homeschooling laws here, I in Illinois, aren't they pretty relaxed and stuff there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one thing Illinois did right. Yeah, that's kind. Of, that's how it is here too. You don't have to um, do testing. Although I did test the girls um, when they were younger. Um, Bob Jones has a, a good um, a good test that you can. I can't. Remember, but anyway, a teacher has to actually um, do the test. You know, you can't just do it at home. So it's one of those the bell graph and all that. It's the same test that the kids take, and it's I don't know if it's a meat test or whatever. It's been so long, I can't, I can't remember what they called it, but, um, and we did that for the first few years just to make sure that I was teaching them to teach them and that they were grasping it, you know, because it was a test for me as well. And um, boy, was I, you know, some of my family was like, are you sure you know what you're doing or how do you teach this or what makes you think you can do it? And so it was like, I was kind of excited to have the test done, you know, so that the kids could see where they were and I could see how well I was teaching. And um, boy, they did, they did awesome. You know, they were like up in the, um, the top of the bell, the bell graph or whatever. And they just, they, they 
they just nailed it, you know? So I was like, yeah, that's great. And after a while I stopped testing them because I knew that they were doing very well. And our oldest went to, um, she wanted to go to college. Um, she wanted to be a forensic artist at first. And then she decided to go into um, be a DNR officer. And she did one semester in college and uh, she got into U of M. She had a 1280 on her SAT, which is very good. Um, I think that's like the top 86% of the nation. That's so good job, mom. Yeah. So homeschooling, um, you know, I, I thank you, but um, all I did was teach them how to love to learn. And that was, that's what I, that's what I always told myself, teach them how to love to learn, you know, and to this day, they, they still read and they exercise their minds on learning different stuff. So that's the way I looked at it, but they were easy to teach. God bless me with good girls. And, and he gave me the ability to be able to teach them. So I'm so thankful for that. Um, but she did one semester in college and she came home and she said, mom, I can't do this anymore. I can't. I can't, uh, I can't think the way they do. She, they, she had to do a, a paper on um, evolution and she did it from a creation, a creation point of view and they failed her for that. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, you know, I'm not going to put God in the box. I'm not going to think like they want me to think. I'm not going to be one of them. She goes, mom, everybody thinks the same. She goes, there's no individual thinking in the whole college that I, anybody that I've read to. Wow. And so they, they also failed her because she didn't go to ice cream socials after, after college. Cause she had a full-time job too. <laughs> so, you know, they gave their, their curriculum was going to after school socials. Yes. Yeah. And she goes, mom, I just don't have time to do that. And their teacher, her teachers got on her and, and she's like, you know, one semester and she said, I'm done. So now she's a mama, two babies. And, um, She's doing great. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's just it. You have to pick and choose your battles. And it's sad what they're trying to, you know, shove down everybody's throats. They're just forcing. There is no individualistic thinking, like you said. Everybody's supposed to think exactly the same. And I think that's kind of what's happening. You know, I remember when I was younger, we'd always be learning about peer pressure and not to fall for it. Well, here they're the ones that are peer pressuring everybody into thinking the way that they want them to think. Yep, exactly. Don't have, don't think for yourself. No. Think like we want you to think, and exactly. you know, make them little zombies or whatever. But so I'm just thankful that our my girls were awake to it. So and, you know, it's sometimes I wonder, like some of these kids that are in these schools, you know, the way that they're thinking, if they didn't have that like if they got out of the public schools would they be able to change their minds like if they became homeschooled you know a, a lot of me really wonders about that it's almost like they're under like a spell you know in these schools and you hear about these um furries and these kids going to the bathroom in litter boxes and just crazy things like that and like you have to really wonder like are they thinking that this just isn't right but i have to do it otherwise like i won't fit in you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Well, I think if they stop cleaning the litter box out, maybe then they'll just wake up and say, you know, this is probably not normal. So we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> Somebody's got to just like stop doing the job, you know, just don't do it. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, you had 
mentioned that um, you work at the library, right? And you said that yeah. um, you often help like homeschooling families. How, like, how do you do that? Um, well, it's it's kind of cute because I can like I can I can just tell a homeschool family when they walk in. You know, I'm like, do you homeschool, by the way? And they're like, well, yes. I said, well. <laughs> if you ever need any help, I'm here. And then I tell them my story. And, you know, um, so I help them pick out uh, curriculum if they're kind of stumped on what to do. If they would need like uh, printables, you know, like they, they're studying the universe or whatever, and they're, they're stuck on what to do and whatever, I'll help them get on the computer and they'll, I can help them print out um, educational forms or they can color, you know, color forms or whatever. Um, just help them um, seek out the information or the education that they're looking them in directions of, of books, of course. And uh, for the parents, I will help them with um, like, um, I got it. I brought a few books home today. They're like their, their help books. Um, I know with curriculum, you get the teacher's guide, but to just kind of get off the beaten path a little bit instead of just you know, cracking the books every day to make it fun. Um, there's a book called The Ultimate Book of Homeschooling Ideas by Linda Dobson. It's fabulous. I mean, you can you can adapt it to any age. It's a lot for younger kids, but um, I would take some of the math games that, that are in there and, and beef it up for the older ones and make it a little more challenging. Um, Home Learning Year by Year by Rebecca Rupp. Um, that's like, it tells you what you need per grade level, just kind of a guideline. Um, it, it, and it, it kind of helped me stay on course of, of um, what to get when and, you know, what to get next. And um, so I just ha help the parents, you know, kind of navigate through the waters of homeschooling and if they have any questions just to be there for support and encouragement. Because sometimes I know that I would feel like I was drowning and I felt like I wasn't doing a good enough job. And I got scared. And when I would get frustrated because maybe the kids weren't doing what I thought they should be doing that day, like, you know, cracking the books and getting it done, and they were bickering or they were doing whatever, um, I would just look at them. It was kind of like um, uh, letting them see that I was completely and totally human and I got frustrated too. <laughs> Um, I would look at them and say, you know what, you guys aren't doing what I want you to do. So I'm going to go give myself a timer <laughs> and I would go away for about 15 minutes and I would come back and I'm like, ah, oh, I feel better now. And you know, they would laugh about it and it just kind of brought the day back instead of just getting frustrated and having a bad day, I would go give myself a break and then come back with a new, just a new outlook, you know, even 15 minutes was good. Just go out and take a walk, listen to the birds whatever, you know, so you're going to get frustrated and you're going to feel beat down and you're going to feel like we had a terrible day today. We didn't get much done, but don't worry about it because it all comes out in the wash. Right. And, you know, those days they're going to happen. It, they happen even if you're at work full time, you know, you just don't get enough done in the day, but you know, it, it will all, it will all work out. And so don't get discouraged. Just take a break and and laugh about it because it's really okay they're not going to fail because of a couple of bad days of schoolwork you know right. oh, so, so just be encouraged and um 
so that's another thing I try to help, you know, parents, you know, just to keep a good outlook and to just have to have fun because learning is really it's really fun can be frustrating, but it can be a fun frustrating, you know. There are some days, you know, like I said, I've got four at home and sometimes they just fight and fight and fight. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I just at least read today, like at least do that much. And, you know, I try to encourage my kids to read because there's so much, you know, creativity, imagination and vocabulary building and, you know, just all the skills. If you can just sit down and open a book and, you know, I think a lot of us, we kind of take that for granted. You know, there's some countries where children, even women are not allowed to read, you know, and um, that's just one thing. My youngest boy, he had a really hard time with it. And his confidence since he started reading, we just kept practicing and practicing. His confidence has gone up so much. And, you know, he just will be somewhere and he'll read these signs and be like, look at me, mom, I can do this, you know, and, and that building up that self-esteem. Um, so yeah, sometimes you just, you need a break, but you know, even on those days when we may not do our workbooks or we may not go on a field trip, at least reading, you know, and, and watching an educational movie, even um, teaching them how to bake bread. Like that's all part of homeschooling. And I don't think, you know, people who are on the fence about homeschooling, I don't think they realize that, you know, me, I can, from my own experience, when I first decided homeschool, I set up the dining room as a classroom and you know, I had to make sure that we had a curriculum down to the T and we did a single subject every day and we were sitting there for like six hours and the kids were getting burnt out. I was getting burnt out. And then I really sat down and I thought about it and it's like, that that's not how I want my kids to learn. I pulled them out of the district to get away from that and I'm doing the same thing here. And so you're right, learning is fun. And my daughter always says, I love learning, mom, but she hates math, you know, like me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, okay, so maybe you won't be a mathematician, but the thing is she's so good at it. You know, she's just so stubborn. And that's another thing. Like, I love that she's stubborn, but I hate it at the same time because it's like she knows what she wants and what she won't put up with. And, you know, but it's like, all right, you need to get this done. And my big thing right now is the multiplication. Like, let's get all these multiplication tables down and memorized because then everything else is just going to come like so quickly. You know, like we're doing division right now. And she's like, I'm trying to explain to her, you know, you divide like, 28 by four and and you get whatever four times some number what number is that and she's like mom mom i don't know and i'm like come on (laughs) she does but she's just so stubborn and you know it is what it is and again sometimes like you said you just got to take a break and we'll get back at it tomorrow yeah that's where sometimes in in those kind of things that's where i would make up games if they if i found they were getting frustrated so i'd get out the dice and six times four, you know, get two dice and you got to roll a six and you roll a four. Six times four is 24. And there would be, a, I would put flashcards on the floor. I got those big flashcards from a Becca. I got them at a homeschooling uh, sale. And so I would put the, I would put the answers out on the floor, you know, just, and then she'd have to run over to the 24 and grab the 24 and bring it over to me, you know? So I just would make games up like that to, to just make fun things. Or we would use cards or spaghetti noodles or whatever, you know, just, um, take a pizza and and you could you can make a pizza for what three dollars or whatever and it, it chopped the pizza up into whatever however many pieces and you're showing them division and fractions and you know so it it just I would always try to get creative because sitting down to the book it would just frustrate them sometimes so you know it, it will click you know it might take a little bit and as soon as it does it will be like 
boom, there's no stopping them. You know, it's just like it sometimes it does take time for that to to click in. But um, you're on to something when you say about reading, though. Um, of course, I work at a library, so books are my thing, right? <laughs> but um, that's one thing I help with, um, too, is it, that's probably my my strongest um strongest ability is to teach children how to read or anybody. I was tutoring a kid who was um, 24 years old and um, he had a little disability, but he couldn't read. And he came into the library one day and I, I was like, you're going to get a book. And he's like, I don't know how to read. And I said, it's like, what? You don't know how to read? I go, do you want me to teach you? And so he came into the library. This was pre-COVID. He came into the library every week. And I'm telling you, he couldn't read Dick and Jane books. You know, oh now it's called Pete the Cat, you know. Um, so I had him started on level one reading. It was like 24 years old and my it broke my heart. Reading is the most important thing you can do because you have to read the Bible. You have to read directions. You have to read just to pass for a driver's license. There, it's reading is the most important thing anybody should be able to do you know everyone should be able to read and so that's a passion of mine to um to, to if i will help anybody learn learn to read and um it, it kind of it breaks my heart a little bit when i i see because i have a whole different approach to reading when especially when it's little kids um my youngest was i think she was like four maybe even three but she's seen the older girls picking out chapter books and, you know, she wanted the chapter book. And, I, and I see so many people say, no, that's not your grade level. You know, that's not your age level. Get something your own age level. She picked out 20,000 leagues under the sea and the book was bigger than she was. And um, she goes, mom, can I get this? And I was like, of course you can. Yes. Get it. She couldn't read it. I know she can't read it, but she could read it herself. You know, she could do it. And she would sit her, her, little self down on the step and tap her little foot and flip those pages like she was reading that big book all to her own self. And it just built that confidence in her. You know, I, I know she couldn't read one word in it, right. but she, to her, she was reading that book. And so I think that built a foundation for her to know that she can do that, you know? So any books that they wanted to get within reason, of course, I would make sure that they were appropriate, but um, I never discouraged them to to get any kind of book from the library because um, it just built them their their confidence, even though it might have been way over their head as far as you know what was in it, the vocabulary of it. I guess is what I should say. Um, but um, it just helped to build their confidence. And today, she is an avid reader. She's got a book in her hands all the time. And they all love, like I said, they love to learn. So it just, it just helps that way. We would come home with a hundred books from the library. Oh every, we, would, <laughs> we would go every week. And I'm telling you, we, we just, and they would go through those books and I'm, I'm not kidding you. So that was our field trip. We would go to the, the library and um, they would learn just whatever they wanted to learn that week. And I would have them write reports on what they learned. Fun fact Friday. Fridays were a fun day. And um, they had to give me five Friday facts. And I tell you what, I've learned, I learned so much from them because they had all these books and they're looking through them and they're telling me what they learned, you know? 
So, so it's just that's a good idea. Fun fact Friday. I'm gonna have to remember that. Yeah, yeah. And I, to this day, if I hear somebody sneeze three times, I say you're out of the hospital because I guess that's some kind of thing over in England. If you're in the hospital and you sneeze three times, you're out of there. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I learned. <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but it sticks in my head. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. My kid, my oldest, Aiden, he loves facts. Like that, that's his thing. Like he can tell you a lot about so much. And, um, I like that idea. We're going to have to try that. Yeah, it amazes them how much they know. And then, you know, if I if I say, hey, will you show me what you're doing in math today? Or, you know, ask them a question to just see if they're comprehending it. And, you know, whatever. And it's it's fun to let them teach you because then it gives them the, the confidence to say, wow, I do know this. This is really cool. I didn't realize that, you know, so I would let I would let my my oldest teach my middle girl and my oldest teach my youngest and so it's just neat and and two um i did this thing called it was it's shirley grammar now i'm getting onto curriculum here but um shirley grammar uh there's seven levels i think now there's eight um but it's kind of a monotonous thing they they learn to structure a sentence from two words dog ran you know the, the noun and the verb and then they um Oh, what do you call that? They they put the little N over the noun and the V over the verb. And I can't remember what you call that now, but um, structure, sentence structure. Um, anyways, um, it, so this grammar, uh, I was teaching the two older girls and Bonnie, who was still coloring pictures and, you know, writing her ABCs and stuff like that. She was hearing all this going on when I was teaching the older girls. And I was asking them a question. And the next thing you know, here she is, she's telling the answer, you know, and I'm not even teaching her, but she's just hearing it. So right. she's one of those right. learners who listen. And so it, it's just kind of neat. And it's, you're teaching one, but the other two are picking up on it, you know, or the other three or whatever. So it's not just, it's not just the one-on-one -on -one thing that everybody's hearing it and everybody's catching on to it. So it's really, it's really kind of neat to see it all fall into place. I'm teaching like Olivia, we're doing the multiplication and Bryson, he's a year younger. He's picking up on that too. And it's like, he's getting them faster than Olivia is, you know, and she's kind of getting discouraged about that. I'm like, well, see. And so I'll have them do like, we've got the flashcards for multiplication tables and they'll play together, you know, and it's like, they're at a good age where they can, you know, kind of learn some of the same things. Um, but she's more advanced in reading and vocabulary, things like that. But um, yeah, and then you've got the little one, she's four, and she's picking up on some of these things, and um, they do, they teach each other, and it's really great, like, I could be working with the youngest one, and I can have the oldest one helping the middle one, and um, they do, they learn a lot that way, and they say one of the best ways to learn something is to teach it, and mm -hmm. um, so, you know, like you said, your kids are teaching you facts, and you're teaching your kids things, and, you know, it, it's, learning for me too. You know, I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm learning a lot about my children. I'm learning a lot of new facts, a lot of things. It's like, oh, I remember learning about that. And then, you know, we kind of get into it. And even Matt, you know, he'll be like, he'll be teaching the kids things. Just, um, it's like, everybody's involved. And I feel like this is the way that God intended it to be. It shouldn't just be like, okay, you've got a teacher, you go to school, you learn that. And then you come home, you know, it's like, we're all learning together. And it's just, it's a beautiful journey. And I never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, and I certainly didn't ever think I'd be homeschooling, 
But I thank God every single day for this opportunity because it truly is just this amazing, beautiful, whatever you want to call it, you know, and I am so grateful. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you, you're going to look back on it and say, those are the best years of my life. I was, I am so thankful that I was able to, um, to be home with my, my kids. I, I, I was never one of those moms that were like, I can't wait till my kids go back to school or school starts. You know, I was like, I don't want school to start. I didn't, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't like that part of the summer being over and now I have to ship them off on the bus. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I loved, I loved my job at best job in the world is, is to be a mama and be able to teach them heart things, you know, not only head things, but you got to teach them heart things. That's where it starts. That's what makes them good people to be good people to others, you know, and it's just, uh, it's just so beautiful that um, there's, there's, there's just nothing better than, than having them home. And you, you will look back on these years and just be so thankful for it even more so than, than maybe right now, because you'll see the people that they'll, they'll turn into. And, you know, you, you help that along. God, God blessed us with those babies. And, um, there's, there's not a better blessing in the world, you know? Amen. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And you see a lot of these kids, um, today, and I'm not judging anybody, but a lot of them, there are no manners. They don't say please. They don't say thank you. You know, they say you go to the drive-thru, Chick-fil-A even. Well, Chick-fil-A is pretty good. But, um, you know, you go get a drink somewhere and you pay for it. And then they give you your stuff. They just kind of throw it at you. And then that's it. There's no interaction. There's no smiling, no have a good day, no nothing. And, you know, my kids, you know, I, I teach them how important it is when you meet somebody, shake their hand or yes, please, no thank you you know, teaching them those kinds of things, we need more of that in this world. And that's something too, that they don't learn in school. You know, it's very, very sad. You know, we, as moms, you know, it's so important that we are teaching our kids those kinds of things. Even if you are, you know, in public school, you should still be learning those kinds of things at home because, you know, having respect for, you know, other people, that's what we're really lacking in this world. And, yeah. um, just learning those kinds of things and to love, you know, my kids, they'll fight like cats and dogs, but they love each other so much. If anybody else messes with them, you know, they'll be there, you know, they're like a little gang, the three of our four of them together, you know, um, you know, they do, they love so much. And, you know, every day I make sure to tell them like eight times, at least I love you so much, give them hugs, you know, things like that. Um, you don't see a whole lot of that. You know, when you greet somebody like family, you know, I remember being younger and everybody would hug each other. Now, when I see people like get together, like in restaurants or things, there is no love there. And it's very, very sad. Yeah, absolutely. I remember one time we were going to the grocery store. That's another, that's another life lesson, you know, take your kids to the grocery store and help, have them help you do the math. You know, I'd have them, you know, do the tick marks on the on the slip i'm like okay what are we up to 50 bucks mom okay well let's go see if we can do this and i'd have them um uh see you know which one's cheaper and more expensive without reading the tag do the math you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how much is it per ounce so that's that's another um 
another lesson and, and that goes to a story I wanted to tell you about the um, teaching manners. There was this, and I didn't do it just to teach my kids. It's just something that I do because that's how I was raised. Um, but there was a, I would say he was probably a homeless man and uh, he was going into the end of the store and I held the door open for him. And, and um, I said, after you, sir. And he said, sir, you don't have to call me, sir. And I said, well, yes, I do. He said, nobody's ever called me, sir. And I was like, oh, my goodness, bless your heart. I said, well, more people should call you, sir. <laughs> you know, and it would just, it made me cry, you know, because it was like, nobody's ever called me, sir. And I was like, what? You know, it's just so sad. And yeah, but you're right. There's just none of that, not much of that, I should say. I run into a few kids who are, who are that way, but not very often. And it's just, uh, it's just sad. So all we can do is try to make an impression on those kids who are who are misled like that and just smile and, and give them a nod and say, hey, have a good day, you know? An effort to, you know, smile at somebody, even give them a compliment. You know, like this one girl, her nails, she had really pretty nails. She had her nails done. And I was just like, I love your nails. And she just kind of looked at me and then she got this big smile and she was like, well, thank you. You know, just little things like that can completely change somebody's whole day, you know. And um, yeah. I try to encourage that with my kids. Like, hey, like, let's, you know, give somebody a prayer card and just tell them God bless or, you know, something like that. It, it's just so, it really, it can make a big difference and we may not see it as that, but they will, you know? And so we just do yeah. the best we can, you know, really that's all we can do. And we pray, we pray so much. And that's really one of the things that I've taught my kids since they've been home is we need to spend more time with God, more time with Jesus. And, you know, just thank God for the good things that we have and pray for, you know, for those who may be less fortunate or those who may be sick or hurting or, you know, whatever. And, and they get it. They really do. So. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's just a great thing to, for them to see, you know, to see you do that. And then, and then they'll want to, they'll want to be that person too. So right. just bless others, you know, that's, that's what, that's what it's all about. Just showing the love of the love of Jesus and, just bless others with your kindness and it'll, it'll, it'll rub off on everybody around that sees that, you know, it'll exactly. maybe people's minds, not just your own kids, but maybe, maybe others too. So you never yeah. know what life you're going to change just by, you know, saying God bless or something like that. You know, again, that to us, it may just be something so little and my kids, we always tried to, you know, their friends or people that they're around, talk to them about Jesus because they may not know Jesus and you may help bring them to Jesus. So, you know, we are disciples and we just really, we're doing the best we can. And um, I just pray every day that my kids, you know, are just are learning what they need to and they're spending that time with Jesus and, and um, just being the best we can, you know, best humans, yeah. Christians. Well, as a as a, a parent, there is no better teacher than you. Nobody knows your kids better than you. So if anybody's, you know, thinking I can't be the teacher for my kids to get them a good proper education, there's no better person than than the parent to teach the children. You know, it's just I don't know. It's our job. You know, we got to teach them 
we got to teach them life. And, and now along with that, you know, with the way things are in the world, um, now we got to teach them more than that math and, and science and geography and, you know, just all those other things. So it all comes, it all comes with the job, you know, even if they did go to school, it, it doesn't stop there. You still have to, you still have to make sure that they're, they're getting those good grades and that they're getting the foundation they need to be good people, you know? Absolutely. Yep. But so I, I think I have it any other way now, you know, like I said, I never, never saw myself doing what I'm doing today, but you know, this is God's plan. I'm like, all right, Lord, you lead the way. I'm just, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever you need me to do. And, you know, I pray on it. Some days are harder than others. And some days I have less patience. Some days I have more, um, but, you know, I think really when my kids are older, they're going to look back on this. Like Moonwolf, he talks about, you know, um, the kind of life he had growing up. He was homeschooled. And, you know, he said hearing like my testimony it just reminds him of the good times that he had, you know. And I hope and I pray that when my kids, like your kids, when they're older, you know, they're, they're going to thank me for doing this. I know it's confusing right now. You know, well, why are the other kids in school? Um but I do. I, I think they're they're going to to realize that this was the best for them. And you know, I think they like it. I ask them sometimes, like, would you guys rather go back to school? They're like, No, mom, we like being home. You know, but uh -huh. you know, I guess when they're older and you know, I, I get to watch them have their own kids, maybe hopefully they'll do the same. And who knows if there's even gonna be public schools at that point, the way things are going now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I can't even really wrap my head around what it's going to be like in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. I really, I just, like, I think back to when I was in grade school and I'm saying things that's happening now, and that was like 30 years. You know, what's 30 years from now going to look like? And I don't know. I'm seeing more and more people pull their kids from public schools just because they don't agree with the things that are going on. And then I see a lot of moms who are all about the stuff that they're teaching in these schools and i'm just like what like are you really okay with that you know, I, I don't know i don't know they're lost and that's i pray for them all the time like lord just please open their eyes because i just don't understand how anybody could be okay with it let alone like encourage it i, I agree i don't i don't understand it and i don't think i ever will and yeah i can't i can't wrap my head around it but Oh, there's just so much crazy in this world and I'm just like I'm really truly glad that my kids are not a part of that world because that's not the kind of world I want my kids to grow up in yeah um are you doing a foreign language of any sort at this um, point or no, not yet. I think um, my oldest, he's like I said, he's 13. He'll be starting high school, not next year, but the year after. And I'm thinking, like, I know Spanish. I can teach him enough Spanish. And um, I actually just took Spanish again a couple years ago. It was part of, you know, the general ed courses. So um, I can teach vocabulary and, and easy, you know, uh, sentences, things like that. So I'm thinking about it. And I think even, you know, the younger one, she watches Dora and she, she knows some words in Spanish. So I've really been thinking about teaching them Spanish, but I haven't gotten there yet. That's, that's great. Um, I, I was going to mention uh, Latin. I don't know if you've ever thought about teaching your kids Latin or learning it yourself, um, but it's right. I think it would be a good um, age to start your 
your oldest, even, I don't, what are the ages of your kids? Uh, 13, 10, one's about to be nine, and then four. Yeah. Um, the four-year-old might be a little young for it, but, um, but the, the, the older ones, even the nine, nine-year-old, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Nine, um, could catch on, it's called First Forms Latin, and it's, it's a kit. There's workbooks, there's teacher book, there's tests, there's a vocabulary, um, it, uh, uh, not a vocabulary, a pronunciation disc, and a, a lesson. Um, it's called an instruction DVD. And I'll tell you what, I started teaching the girls when they were, um, I think we start, I started in like fifth grade, would have been um, fifth and third. And then, of course, the youngest was, um, you know, not even in school yet, but, or grade, in a grade at that point, but, um, or it was maybe a year after that. I'm not quite sure, but they were all three doing this Latin, and um, it's so easy to teach, but it gives a good foundation of vocabulary and grammar and spelling, and then you got science. Everything science is Latin. So you got the Latin word, and, and your son, who's the bird man, might, might love it because it's going to teach him all the, the Latin names of birds, the Latin names of plants, you know, so, um, and it's very, very easy to teach and learn. So it's a, it's a, what was it again? It's a, first what? called First Form Latin. And I got mine from, I don't know if you're familiar with chrisbooks.com. Yes. So it's right now. I just got a catalog from them. I still get it. I, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever stop homeschooling. <laughs> I just love it. Um, but it's one twenty five ninety nine for the whole kit, and then of course there's like extra student books and and all of that. But I would just sometimes I would just make a copy of it or whatever. But um, they're pretty inexpensive. They're twelve bucks, thirteen bucks for their the student text and the workbooks are fourteen. But um, I really would highly encourage anybody who is looking to teach something that's going to um, be a good unit, kind of uh, like a unit study, I guess, because you're going to touch on so many different things um, with with Latin. It's just amazing. And, I, you know, your kids are right at the prime age right now to to learn that. And you can learn it over time. You don't have to do it in one year. Do it over a span of three years, you know. Because it's going to be it's going to be helpful all along, and so, um, like if they're taking an SAT or if they want to get into something sciencey, then they'll have that good good background already of Latin names and vocabularies, and you know, look at um, uh, pharmacy, zoology, you know, all of these. Uh, it's just it's just so neat and. Uh, it just starts off with the basics, and then it gets it gets further. You can go you can go quite a ways with it. Yeah, I'm there's like it um, right now. I, I would love this. This looks really great. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. So I think if anyone is you know you listeners want to take on something um, different in your in your curriculum, uh, Latin. I was so glad that I I threw that in there, and it's great. I'm going to brush up on it here again. I just got my books back from uh, one of the homeschool moms. I gave her um, a few totes to look through to see what she wanted to take out of my collection. I have so many homeschool books. Like um, You could probably fill uh, 
I don't know. I, I have so much stuff. I can't even explain how much stuff I have. So if you wanted anybody reach out to me and, and say, Hey, do you have this? I just might have it in my, in my back pocket. I don't know. <laughs> I could make a list of what I have and, and send it to you and your, your listeners could contact you and say, Hey, do you know if I can get blah, blah, blah? Cause I don't want it to sit in the garage. I would rather have somebody actually use it. Um, if, if we end up going to Bards Fest, I'll pack them in and, no, I don't know. I just, I just want to share my stuff and my, my experience and my knowledge and, and encouragement with whoever, whoever I can help. You know, it's just, uh, it's still a, still a passion of mine, and I, I don't think I'll ever, ever stop wanting to help people teach their kids. And I'll, I'll give you whatever advice I have or ideas, um, fun ways to teach games because sometimes you run through burnout. You know, you get burnt out and you're like, well, what am I going to do today? So it's, it's fun to just bring your ideas off of other people and go, oh, yeah, I could do that. Or, you know, hook up with other homeschoolers in your brain and say, what do you do when this happens? You know, so I got a lot of, I got a lot of that stuff still in my brain and I would love to share with anybody who wants to, uh, to pick my brain. So I'm not an expert, but I'm just a homeschooling mom who, who has a passion for it still. I'm not a homeschooling mom anymore. Homeschool or mom. <laughs> well, you are still a big help, especially to those, you know, families that come in there to the library. You know, sometimes it can just be, you know, overwhelming. But having, you know, those other resources, like you still are helping. And, you know, you raised your kids to go out into the world and help others. So you are still helping, you know, and coming on the show and telling your story. Um, really, you know, that's encouragement for, you know, like if, this would have been three years ago. I'd have been listening to this, like hearing like, okay, I can do this. There's so many different ways to teach and, and, um, you know, really you're in charge of it. And that's the most, I think, um, just important thing is that you are in charge of what your children are going to learn and nobody can tell, you no. you make your schedule, you, you make your curriculum and you, you know, you're guiding them. And it's so important that, um, people really start taking control of that again because I feel that, you know, these schools are just way out of control and they're, it's like they own our children and we need to take back that ownership and we start right here, you know, and, and having people like you, you've done it, you, you've been through it, you've lived through it, you survived, you know, some days yep. it's like, oh man, but it, really that's so encouraging. So I pray that whoever listens to this either tonight or, you know, maybe a year from now, um, just know that you can do it. We've done it. You know, you can do it. Anybody can do this. It's just putting in that time and that effort and, you know, having the confidence to, okay, you know what, sometimes you just have to jump right in, you know, don't sit there and think about it, just do it. And you pray on it and you let God guide you. And it really, it's beautiful. The whole journey is just beautiful. And seeing your kids flourish and knowing that they're home, you don't have to worry about all the yuck that's out there. I mean, of course you can't completely control that, but you know, you have more control and, um, it really, I'm just, I'm so grateful. And I pray that more and more people will start doing the same. Yeah, I do too. I do too. It, it, you will not regret it if you homeschool your kids at, at all. It's just a, it's just a beautiful thing. 
Yes. Well, it's seven fifteen, so I um, am going to go ahead and close this out. I know everybody's hopping over to the Conley show, but I just want to thank you so very much for coming on and sharing your story and all your advice and and just everything. I truly appreciate it. Oh, thank you for asking me. And and you know, if you ever want to, um, got any more questions or whatever, just reach out to me, and you can you can give people my email, and if they want to, you know check and see if I have a particular um, curriculum and my, my uh, totes out there or um, if they got questions because I've used a ton of different things of, of curriculum, mystery, history, trail guides to geography, North Star, geographies of the world. I mean, beautiful feet books. I've, I've done, I don't know, all the, the a lot of curriculum. There's a lot <laughs> so. out there too, so. Oh my goodness! I can, yeah, yep. And uh, so I would love to share uh, more with you if you if you ever want me to, you know, come back on or whatever. Um, yes, so just reach out, reach out anytime. Well, thanks again, and everybody that's listening. In case you didn't hear from the beginning, this is DJ Shaw Twenty Seven. She's um, often in Bard's chat and Duncan and the other shows. So um, again, if you ever have any questions and you want to get a hold of her. Um, that's DJ Shaw 27, or, um, you can, I, it can give you her email or, you know, whatever. Um, and you can always email us at the casting lots podcast at gmail.com with any questions, or if you'd like to be on the show, we'd love to have you on just to share your story. Um, but other than that, I guess we will go ahead and close in prayer. Would you like to do the prayer for us tonight? Oh, sure. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to be here with uh, Tiffany and her listeners and for sharing my story with homeschooling that you blessed me with. Um, you've given us children to, to steward and to teach and to love and to um, just be the best that we can be for them, Lord, so that we can raise them uprightly in your word with your foundation to send them out into the world to be beacons, Lord. I thank you so much for the blessing of being able to have my kids home and know that they're safe and that they're learning what you would have them them learn, Lord. You put it on my heart to teach them. And so you, you guide us, Lord. And I thank you so much for your guidance. And you are ahead of us on this path in our life. You're leading us, Lord. So give us open hearts to, to hear your voice and to follow you, Lord. I Thank you so much for all the blessings that you've given us. And um, I pray, Lord, that you would keep your your eyes on us and we would keep our eyes and, and hearts on you, Lord. Thank you for everything that you do and everything that you will do, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful, Deb. Thank you again so much for, for your prayer and your knowledge and your encouragement. Um, and it was really, it was great having you on and we'd love to have you back on, you know, whenever you're available, you know, it's nice really just to, to share stories and encouragement. And, you know, I try so hard to encourage other people to pull their kids from these indoctrination camps, as I like to call them, you know, and just bring them home. You know, I, I really truly believe with all of my heart that this is how God intended things to be. And, you know, these, this crazy world that we live in, it's like, we have to take back our children and we have to take back this world and we're going to start with them. They are the next generation. And 
if we're going to have them leading this world, we got to make sure that we give them that solid foundation to go out into that world and, and to make the changes that need to be changed. Because if we just keep letting things go the way that they are, <laughs> I can only imagine how crazy things are going to be 30 years from now. So, um, again, thank you for coming on. And it was truly a blessing to have you here. Thank you so much for asking me. Yeah, anytime. Well, everybody, I'm sure if you want to go ahead on over to Conley, his show is on right now, and then it'll be Bards and Duncan and then Bards again. So um, go ahead and give everybody a listen for those um, other shows. We've got um, Mary and Ron Johnson on Friday and Nikki, her knickknack show and Kitty to Karen. And we've got Brother Jack show on and we've got Cole show. So there's so many different Bards shows that you need to listen to. Um, so I know Mary made a schedule. So if you don't know the times and the dates with that, um, I could send that to you too. Um, but thank you all for joining us tonight and I wish you all a good night and God bless. Since a formula bottle, decent, sitized, everything we knew about our problems. And now we're all roaming the land, saying, Now did this big lie start? It's time to put our faith in Him, cause it's gone too far. Oh, I believe He died for me. And for everyone, anything can be achieved when you count on God. Who's gonna take the lead by putting their life on line? Who's gonna show the children what is wrong and what is right? Who's gonna take the lead by putting their of Christ washes every sin by the minute the sheep are blind all because their mind is a prison and now they're all roaming the land saying how did this big lie start it's time they put their faith in him cause it's gone too far oh I believe he died for me and for everyone, anything can be achieved when you count on God. Who's gonna take the lead by putting the life on line? Who's gonna show the children what is wrong and what is right? Who's gonna take the lead by putting the
who's gonna shout the children what is wrong and what is right? He's gonna take the lead.